everyone. My name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of BitClout Jam, where I jam, basically have these jam session conversations with people who are on the BitClout social network. And what excites me about BitCloud is that every person who's on BitCloud gets a coin minted in their name. It's kind of like having your own Bitcoin minted as soon as you join the network. And I'm curious to see what could be built with that. I'm also, as today's guest observed by listening to some of my recent podcast episodes, I feel like I might be losing some steam on the network. And I'm not blaming BitCloud for not being bigger. I'm not blaming BitCloud for not, I don't know, making me rich overnight or not satisfying whatever need I came to it with. I'm just curious about what could I do to do better on the BitCloud platform? And also what's the future and where are we with it? So to have that kind of conversation, I invited Andrew Gibson. He is the founder of Bits Today. They are the newspaper of record of BitCloud. And frankly, Freaking great writers. I don't know how these people are not going insane because I don't see a business model behind this. They do good work. They could half ass it and just say, here's what happened today. But instead, they make it super fun and interesting to read their stuff. And so um, I wanted to find out about it. I want to find out why Andrew and the team are building Bits today. What's their business model? I wanted to talk about uh, where BitCloud is going. What's the future? I want to know what's working on BitCloud. Who's doing well on it? And then finally, I'm going to take some personal responsibility here and say, I have not done enough on BitCloud. I'm not getting enough out of BitCloud. And I thought since Andrew has been reporting and reporting on BitCloud and also deep in it, he could have some insights and can help me in that part of the conversation. So Andrew, that's a big conversation, but you're up for it, right? I'm up for it. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to, to get cooking. You making any money with bits today? Um, not really. <laughs> I mean, that's the short answer. I think that we have, um, we've made BitClout, right? Um, Meaning clout, clout, the currency. Yeah, the main currency clout. of BitClout is clout. And then, of course, you also have your own personal coin on the platform. So you're saying, sure. how, how did you get clout, their currency, by publishing bits today? Yeah, um, the most obvious way is through the founder reward. Every time we get investments, uh, we, we receive clout that way. Um, and that, well, the first, our first initial run-up when, when bits today was created it was before the founder reward changed. So we actually got that in creator coin. Um, um, but we've had a fair amount of investment since and we've Meaning received- as people bought your coin because they believed in the future of bits today, the value of your coin went up and you also get a share of all the money that they put in to buy your coin. You get a share of that, except back then you were, you were getting a share of it in the bits today coin which Correct. is kind of weird if you sell it, because if you sell your own coin, then maybe it feels like you don't believe in it. And so you have sure. it, but there's a catch 22 with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is definitely a stigma. And maybe we could talk about that a little bit later. I think that that is um, a bit unjustified. I, I, I'm totally okay with people selling their own coin as long as they're not rugging. Um, it just depends on, it's sort of a case by case basis, but yeah. Um, so that was one way is through the founder reward. Uh, we actually, we've run one ad. We did, we did an, uh, like an auction to run an ad in Bits Today. And we got $2,000 uh, worth of clout to run an ad uh, there. We've been selling our NFTs, um, which is recent o over the last week or so. Uh, we've made a, a few thousand dollars with that. And uh, we just some 
sort of old school um, methods. We we created merch, some t-shirts, Bits Today okay. t-shirts, and we've sold a handful of those uh, and made actual real money. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at. How much money would you say you've made overall? Like from uh, the NFTs that you've created, how much money would you say you made from that? Uh, yeah, so we, we had a one-of-one um nft so what it was is we we called it nf50 so we took the cover issue covers of our first 50 issues Mm -hmm. and we made a sort of mosaic out of them and we sold uh uh, 25 there's 25 serial numbers for that nft and then we created a one of one we called it a super rare where the issue covers that were gifts were dynamic so it was an actual moving gift gif and it was a one of one and it also came with top 10 coin holder status and perks for life uh, for whoever whoever picks it up. It also came with a framed physical print of the, the mosaic. So we sold that one for 30 clout, which is around $3,000. Okay. Um, and the so I'd say all in all, we've made probably five or six grand on the NFTs um, worth of clout because okay. uh, the 25 other ones as well. All right. And that's not huge money for you, right? You've got a full-time job. You're, uh, you're a product marketing manager. Am I right? So yep. this is not making a dent in your living expenses. It's just your belief in the future of BitCloud. And that's what you're expressing through this, right? Yeah. Yeah. None of us have really taken any money off the platform. So it, BitStay is myself and two other, two other guys, NVO, uh, or Nick, who's actually the, the writing genius behind all of it. He writes the majority of the issues. And then we have the Drip Colt, um, or Taylor is his name. So there's the three of us. So the, the clout that we have generated, um, you know, we, we sort of divvy out, but we just hold on to. It's, we know when you're looking at the, the platform and bits today and how early everything is, um, you know, we're kind of, playing the long game with it we're not looking to taking a few hundred bucks off the platform um is you know it's it's not worth it at the point so we just keep it there uh, for now yeah and by the way i'm not being critical i've made zero dollars with cloud jam right i've paid money to to uh, host it i've paid money for cover art design which i'm still not excited about so i haven't used yet but you know and, and i've obviously put in time into it so i'm not putting it down i'm just I'm just checking in and seeing, is there something here that I hadn't yet realized? And what you're confirming for me is that you're kind of in the same boat as I am. You're trying to get into the space to understand where it's going so that you're there when it's big. And when you imagine what you're investing in, what do you think that BitClout is going to be? And then what do you think that Bits Today is going to be? Yeah, that that is such, such a good question. Because it's, uh, there's so many different variables and it's so open-ended, right? When w- people often ask me, what, what is the future of bits today? And my response is, you know, we have some general ideas and vision and, and, and kind of a, a loose roadmap, right? But, but the, the problem with that question is we don't know what the future of BitCloud is. So how do, we, how do we figure out what the future of bits today is with, without knowing the future of BitCloud? So I think that the end goal, before I get into that, I think that the primary reason, frankly, Bits Today is still trucking, um, if not for um, the money that, that we're making, uh, is 
to establish a brand, uh, to, to make connections and network. And, and that has been amazing, right? Being able to um, get connected with some of our investors, some of the, the key influencers and whales, so to speak, on the platform um, has been huge, right? So that's, that's what we're doing now. And then moving forward, looking at the future of Bits today, I think that it, it can go a number of different ways. Um, what, what's interesting to me is there's, two, there's two, two main aspects or components of it. It's, there's a social aspect and there's the coin aspect. And currently they're very tightly connected, right? They come together. Um, and what I'm interested to see is in the future, if those, those will separate. So if, if BitCloud will become more strictly like a stock market for people, right? And the, the coin price fluctuates based on things that people are doing off the platform in their, in their, their real life, similar to how the stock market works. You know, Elon Musk does something or Tesla acquires a company and it has a, uh, an influence on the stock price. Um, so I'm curious to see which, mm -hmm. which, which one of these are, are more dominant. So what, what we're saying is this, that it could be a great new way to have a social network. We haven't had major competitors to Facebook. Obviously, TikTok is is huge, right? So I'm not saying there aren't any, but this could be another major competitor to Facebook and TikTok and one that could actually allow uh, lots of competitors to flourish because everyone can take from the pool of content created here. Everyone can take from the connections on the community that are here. And frankly, you could just take the source code from what I understand, right? And just yeah. create your own thing. Okay. So that's one thing that could happen. Another thing that could happen is just a plain old, let's bet on people's stock market. Let's see if I know if Andrew Gibson is going to be a more successful person in life than Andrew Warner. And I buy the Andrew Gibson coin instead of, or the ASG coin instead of the Andrew Warner coin. That's your name. Right. ASG coin. Um, that's another one. The thing is though, the stock market is based on future profits, Right. The way it's supposed to work is if you own Tesla stock today, what you're buying is the future profits of Tesla and you're betting that they're going to make money in the future that's going to come down to investors in some form. Are you imagining that if the stock market-like experience in BitClout takes off that there will be some kind of payoff, some dividends, some kind of profit sharing with the people who own a coin? Or are you just saying it's going to be for fun like baseball cards? Um, I think, I think both, I mean, Pamela Anderson just released her, her PAMI cards, right? Uh, I don't know if you saw that. I saw uh, that these are, she that. created a, an image. She sold multiple copies of it as NFTs. People can own a copy of it. Yep. Yep. And I think that what you said, the future profits, profits aspect of it, the dividends, mm -hmm. I think that that seems sort of an inevitable and frankly, it's already started with NFTs. So being able to um, mint your NFTs, when you do that on BitCloud, you're able to set coin holder royalties for that. So every sale and future sale of that NFT, a percentage of that goes back into um, your cap table. So future profits, and those are, are locked in to your Let's coin. see if we understand this, because actually this is now a third thing that's on the platform, right? There's the social yes. network part that competes with Facebook in an innovative way. There's the stock market part that makes every human being and 
obviously anyone else on the platform, any entity on the platform, companies could also have accounts, makes them into stock-like entities where you can buy and sell their coins the way you buy and sell uh, IBM stock. The, the next thing is the NFT, which is very easy to create. So I could create art on the platform and people can buy a copy of it. But along with that, there are a couple of other things that come in that's interesting. One thing you just started to talk about is if I create an NFT, I sell it to you, I get that money that you pay for uh, for it. And then if you mm -hmm. sell it to NVO, your co-founder, I can say, I want a share of that money to come to me when you pass it on, right? And that's yes. like future revenue coming in, okay. But you could have that both for you and for your coin holders. Ah, so I didn't realize, so, oh, I didn't realize that. So I could say yeah. all my coin holders get a share of this artwork that's being sold. Yep. Forever. Oh. Every time it's sold over and over and over Got again. It. So Got it. If, if you do that and then you end up being the next biggest artist in the world and your first NFT is now being sold for a million dollars and you have 10% coin holder royalties and 10% creator royalties, you get 10% of that million dollar sale and your coin holders get 10% of that million dollar sale. Oh, so, so total 20% goes to the coin holder and their, their coin... Wait, to, sure. the, to the creator and her or his coin holders. And then the other 80% goes to the last person who sold it. Exactly. And then those Got numbers, it. yes, it's 20% in this um, example, but you could you could put those to whatever you, you'd like, just like the founder reward, right? Yes, so you could yes, set yes. it to 0%, 5%, et cetera. Got it. So, so being able to do that, that, and from what I understand, the coin holder royalty, that is essentially that percentage gets invested to your, into your, your coin. So your um, coin holders see the increase in price or the profit, right? Yeah. And it's, it's uh, essentially burned or, or stays there forever. So it can't be sold like your own holdings or, or your uh, cap tables holdings. So it provides a floor for your coin, right? Does that make sense? No, help me understand that again. Sure, sure. So. Let's say I sell a, an NFT for $100 and I set my coin holder royalty to 10%. So, so $10 of that $100 now goes into my coin, increasing the price by what $10 worth of an investment would have okay. increased it by. But that is... Um, that $10 is stays in my account forever. So it, 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 it doesn't come in the form, it comes in the form of a price increase rather than actual coins. Ah, it's the coin so no one increases can sell that a little bit. It's yeah. not that everybody who owns my coin gets that share of the sure. money. It doesn't get distributed like dividends. It just goes to inflating the price of their, the value of their coin. Right, right. Got and it, so every it. time you get those royalties, it, it does that. So it provides a floor, right? So it's, it's not an additional coin that someone could sell and mm -hmm. drop, drop back down. So, um, okay. So there's I an incentive it, there. Got it. Mm -hmm. So you, what you're saying is now coin holders and anyone who owns an Andrew Warner coin, if Andrew starts creating NFTs and people start buying it, more importantly, trade it, they all benefit from it. Assuming that I set the right, uh, percentage for them. That's, that's really interesting. Okay. And then along with NFTs comes other like unlockable or is, is that what it is? Unlockable content? Yes. Yes. Uh, unlockable 
currently that so nfts just got rolled out it, it's, yep. it's sort of in the mvp stage right yep and um currently it, it offers unlockable text so it's just a text box and you could put anything you'd like in there so an example is for our nf50 um our nfts the unlockable text that we put we put a little thank you message and we put a discount code for 20 percent off a t-shirt purchase Got right it. and just that text um, goes with the nft but the only person who can see it is the person who currently holds that nft sure yeah Got exactly it. so um you know there, there's a lot that you can do there and, and the 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 first use case that we're seeing is is art. People are selling NFT digital art on the platform because that's what uh, is popular in, in, in the yep. uh, crypto NFT space is art. But I think that's just one use case. Um, really, at the end of the day, an NFT is, is just a receipt. It's, it's like a trustless transaction yeah. um, that has been documented into the blockchain. So there's a number of things that you can do with it. Um, for example, Douglas, um, who's on the platform, he's a large account on the platform. He just launched an NFT where everyone who purchases it, purchases it, gets access to his, uh, he's like a music producer, gets access to listen to some of his music before it's released, gets added to like a Telegram group, right? So all 50 people there um, and are in contact with him. So the NFT that you're purchasing is really just a receipt. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, the, I wouldn't even the say grit, receipt. I guess we can call it like uh, maybe the equivalent of a ticket. Right. Yeah. Sure. You got, if you got a ticket to the Giants game, as long as you're holding that ticket, you can come in. Sure. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and the great part about the, the social component to this that other NFT platforms like OpenSea, Rarible, et cetera, don't have is me, as, if, if I'm a coin holder of Douglas, I mm -hmm. have an incentive to promote his NFTs right. because every purchase I, right. I receive profit, right? right. So it's, right. it's sort of this loop um, where normally, you know, when you're on OpenSea, you post your NFT, then you get the link and then you go on all your social platforms and you shill it, right? You go to Twitter, you say, here's my NFT, buy it. You go to Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Now, that's all happening on the same platform that people are already interacting with you, following you, and you have this built-in fan base or, or sales team, so to speak, um, that helps push it for you. Got it. Right. Oh, this is, all right, that's exciting. And so what you're telling me yeah. is, look, I don't know which of these three things is going to take off the most. It's possible that it's going to be the social network that becomes huge and replaces Facebook and TikTok and every other social network. It's possible that we end up with this new coin trading desk that becomes a new thing because people build on top of it. Or it's also possible that this NFT thing becomes the, the hot item. You're not sure. You're just going in and experimenting and trying to figure out what's going to be right for you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think that's a great way to put it. And I think the social component, um, I think it's people really conflate the bitcloud.com and bitcloud the protocol. Yes. I think it's very likely that in, rather than it being the dominant platform, it, it becomes a dominant protocol that all of the social platforms of the future are built on top of. So there'll be a new YouTube, a new TikTok, a new Twitter, et cetera. Okay. Um, but the the coin, yes. your creator coin, yes. um, 
is the same across all of the platforms. I yeah, I hear you. I do feel that that could be a really big use case too. Whenever I see these uh, conservative social networks that come to me to be interviewed on my main podcast on Mixergy, I have to understand the desire that they and their audience have for a new social network that's just for conservatives. But I also have to acknowledge that it is so freaking buggy because it's hard to create a social network. And I can imagine mm -hmm. somebody out there saying, I'm going to create the new social network for conservatives. Others, of course, are welcome, but it's going to be a more of a conservative leaning thing. And it's going to be built on uh, on BitCloud. And maybe all their members don't even know that BitCloud is what it's built on. And they just think yeah. by magic, this one conservative creator did it. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Going back to what you said about what's this going to be in the future, I think that it's there's a non-zero percent chance that in the future, a year, two years, three years out, there's social, there's dominant social media platforms that are built on BitCloud, but the end user has no understanding or exposure to BitCloud really at all, right? right, right. Um, they're not aware of it. There may be the, the cloud coin, um, the, the social platform might have its own coin um, that's sort of pegged to yes. the clout coin yes. right um or it just may not have any um the coin aspect might be completely removed altogether but it's still built on, on those platforms protocol. right right yeah, yeah I, I kind of think of it as uh like in the early days people who used email would have to know what smtp and pop meant and they'd have to pick it and put it into their email uh app and then eventually people didn't know that they just knew that they were gmail or hotmail sure today i just talked to someone who was so upset that his company switched from outlook to Gmail. And as I talked to him, I realized he didn't realize they were on Gmail all along. It's just, you know, company domain, right? But he doesn't know. He just, yeah. we've got email. The app that we use is Outlook. I just love Outlook. I, I don't, and I see our own company domain. All right, this is where sure. you are. Exactly. And yep. so what you're doing is you're saying, let me ride in, understand, really dig deep, get to know the people. And by writing about it, I'm going to learn about it. And other people will find out about me. You mentioned earlier that you've gotten to know some of the whales. These are the people who are spending heavily to invest in the platform. How have you gotten to know them? What have you discovered about them? What's your connection to them? Sure. Yeah. So it's all really been through bits today. It started with Andy Arts. And um, he originally, Bitsday was created sort of by accident. Um, in fact, it was Andy's idea. And he just we should kind introduce of, who Andy is. He is a partner sure. at Social Capital. They are early investors in the clout coin, not in the company behind BitClout, which is, he helped, which is something he helped me understand in the first episode of this podcast, but in the coin. And, uh, and so he has an incentive to help other people get on the platform and to, and to nurture it. And then I saw, as I was reading every one of his posts on his timeline that he said, I'm going on vacation. Somebody should just sum up what's going on for me on BitCloud while I'm away. And then what, what did you guys do with this? Yeah. So yeah, he, he I, I commented on it and he said, you know, I said, wow, this is a good idea. I wasn't even planning on doing it. And then he responded with, so are you volunteering? Um, and at that time I, I didn't, I didn't have much going on on my personal account. Um, so I said, Hey, this is a heck of an opportunity. Sure. Yeah. I'm not going to say no. Right. So, um, let's do it. And then from there, we, we just started cranking them out and it, it gained a fair amount of traction. So we were able, so going back to the whale question that you had, I, yeah. um, I was 
the the whales became breeders and were commenting on them. Uh, so a whale, I guess, is is a, a large account, someone who has a, a large wallet, right, and um, is able to um, severely influence the price of a creator uh, based on investments. They'll make ten, twenty thousand dollar investments, etc. And um, some of them, Jake Udell, Nigel Eccles, um, Darmish, um, Douglas. Reed, who also runs the Talent Fund account, um, they were all commenting on it, saying that they love love the the, the issues, they love the the writing, they love just the concept of it, and they were investing in in the coin and um, and so on. So um, I would DM them, saying thank you, that sort of thing, and then we we would continue to talk off off uh, on Telegram, off platform, etc. And um, it's been it's been huge, right? So I, I talk to Andy Arts basically daily um, because of it, and he gives us tips, insights, and we just talk about the platform. The the um, you know aside from pits today, the 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 issues with the platform, what's what's happening with the platform, how we could get more people on, um, etc. And and, um, and another super wild thing that happened is, is Darmish um, actually. Mm-hmm. gave me one of his coins. I saw um, that. He just said, I'm going to pick people that I'm going to help out or something like that or award. And he gave you one of his coin, which was worth how much? Like $15,000. So he's the number one um, cr- active creator on the platform. So number one, meaning the highest priced active creator on the platform. There's one or two people above him. There are two people. Uh, Elon Musk and Naval have their coins worth more than him, but they're not active on the platform. Of all the right. people who've actually typed something into the system, he has the highest price coin. His coin is now worth $12,915.67 at this moment. Yep. Yep. So he did, uh, it was his hundred day mark. And he said, to celebrate my 100 days, I'm going to um, send one of my coins to 10 different people who have had a positive impact on the platform. So he sent four to the core devs that built the platform. Uh, he sent one to Salil, uh, who built Prosper Cloud, and a yeah. number of other people. And then he sent one um, to myself. And he said that he's a regular reader of Bits Today, which is absolutely mind-blowing to, to hear. Because I've used HubSpot. You know, I'm in marketing. <laughs> so I've used HubSpot, you know, for a, a decade. Why you whatever. and not... NVO. Everyone keeps saying NVO is a genius writer. Yes, he is a genius writer. Um, so I sent the um, I sent the one coin to the Bits Today account, and it's going to be split between all of us. Yes. Um, but I think that though I try, um, I, I try regularly to to. Um, make it known that it is a team effort. People are still under the impression that it's just me um, ah. as bits today. My account is the largest, um, both by followers, coin price, et cetera. Um, so I think that he had, he, I, I think it was a, um, an effort to, to send it to bits today, but he was sending it to Got it. creators rather than project I, accounts. You're the person who, who's identified with the project maybe right. the most. I, in my mind, it was NVO, but I get it. What's yeah. the breakdown and responsibility between the three of you? And yeah, I think great it's more. question. I've seen some extra writers on the side and you've acknowledged them, but it seems like it's the three co-founders, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have the three co-founders and then we have 
um, guest contributors. We have uh, we have sort of a podcast slash club clubhouse that we do every so often. Um, that we have regular hosts and co-hosts there. But the, the three co-founders are the ones that are really um, are write the regular issues, curate the content, et cetera. So the way that it works is NVO is the main writer. He writes about 85% of, of everything that you see. Um, what we'll do every day is the three of us will go and we'll go source content, right? Um, post stories, things that are happening on the platform. And we all um, aggregate it together and um, then Taylor or Drip Colt, he is the main designer. He's, he's a killer designer. He's also a very good writer. Um, we like to highlight artists and feature artists and we have we create a cover for each issue and we often have those um, done by artists as a way to, to highlight uh, their work and their account and feature them. So he'll go and he'll source those. And uh, once we aggregate the content, uh, NVO will write a mock-up of, or an initial draft of the, um, of the issue, right? And then um, I'll go in and then I'll just edit it. I'll chop it up, uh, add things, subtract things, and then um, go through and do final edits. And, and then we ship it. Why are you guys so that's meeting, kind of by the way? Why are we a medium? Yeah. Purely um, because of how Bits Today started with uh, Arts saying, hey, you should do this. And I said, okay. And it was 1 p.m. my time. And it was supposed to be sent out um, that evening, right, when he was done moving. So I picked medium because it was the first platform that I could think of that I was somewhat familiar with. And that's, right. that's the only reason. And, and then it stuck. And I, I'm glad that we, we chose Medium because um, it seemed, f for what we need, it, it seemed to be a, a pretty good solution. All right. So when we talk about shifting into the next topic of conversation, which is what's working, one of the things that's definitely working here is the connections. Because of the people who are on this platform right now in the early days, I think each connection, each person who you interact with, except for the bots, is really valuable. You're not going to, on Twitter, really make an impact on Dharmesh Shah, the co-founder of HubSpot and, and, and Arts, right? You might get a like or something from him, but you're not getting a real deep connection. It reminds me of the early days of, say, uh, Hacker News, when it was Paul Graham moderating it every day. I remember I had a typo on the site, and he he was frustrated that I think I used an apostrophe or didn't use an apostrophe in the word it's. And I like that he cared to that degree, but he was reading it. Others were reading it. So you definitely get that. What else is working today? What are we looking at? And yeah, what are we looking at today that's working? Sure. So when you, what do you mean by working? Like what's good like, about, uh, if, if we were to stop saying this is good because it's going to be good, mm -hmm. what would we be happy about it being good today? Yeah, the connections is, is one huge um, component of it. And another example of this is Nigel Eccles, mm -hmm. um, who does Flick, and um, he's a co-founder of FanDuel. He also is the co-host of the Bits Today podcast. Yes. And um, he actually shows up and he's engaged and he's great. Yeah. Yes. Which is wild because I, you know, I told him, I'm like, I've lost so much money on FanDuel. And, um, you know, now I'm, I'm having these weekly conversations with you, which is absolutely bananas. Um, and so the, I think people 
underestimate the the impact of the small pond, small town vibe that is currently okay. there. Um, and looking at the 4,000, 5,000 daily active users. And if you play that out as the platform grows, all of these people who are here four months in, um, whether they're, they have a following outside of BitCloud or not, um, they're all pretty good bets because they're here so early. As the platform grows, they're already going to be established. So um, what I've found that works for me personally is, is making connections with every, every person that I can um, because you, you don't know um, who's going to be successful and who's not in, in the future, right? And um, I think that that'll pay dividends in the future. And um, Okay. Anything else that's working about it? So the connection's definitely small town vibe with good people. Eventually it'll be flooded by marketers and others if it works out. Right. But until then we've got first movers who are serious into tech or serious into money, right? Those are good people to know they're building the future. We have access to them beyond that. I don't yet see a big thing that's working well, where we can see, well, I guess that, and then NFTs for people like Pamela Anderson, right? She's she's doing well with her NFTs. Oh, and you know who else? Cloudpunks, right? That little project yeah. that was also yeah. doing so-so, one of the better uh, projects on the platform, but not enough to make it worth the founder's time. Now that NFTs are out there, it's killing. And just, I guess, to catch sure. people up, because I'm doing this also for an audience that's not into, into BitCloud. I want to bring right. more people in with this. So I'm talking to my uh, non-BitCloud audience. What they started out by doing is saying, if you own their coin, they will turn a, your profile photo into this digital art. And I did that and a bunch of other people did it. It made nice little money for them because every time I bought their coin, they got a share of that money and it was it was nice. But now that they're selling NFTs, it's they're blowing up, right? Yeah, yeah. They're the second largest um, project on BitCloud now since the, so their coin is worth $6,300. And yeah, and their um, NFTs are going for ridiculous money, some for thousands and thousands of dollars. And remember, the royalties get spit back into the, the cap table. So it just keeps increasing the price. Um, so yeah, that is definitely NFTs is huge. I think another, another um, absolute success that people that is kind of going under the radar uh -huh. um, is the the ability for creators with seemingly, um, and, you know, not the largest followings able to make real money on the platform. There's, there's two examples that stand out to me. One is Clay Perry. He's a rapper from, yes. from Texas. Right. Yeah. Um, and from what I understand, I wasn't familiar with him prior to BitCloud, but he, he was, um, you know, he had a bit of a following in, in his local Texas scene, uh, but was definitely not well known. Um, he joined BitCloud and he did an uh, like a private show through After Party, and he made a few thousand dollars uh, just in that one show, right? And again, there's only 4,000, 5,000 daily active users. So um, that's significant, right? Uh, for someone like him, for anyone. How, so what he did was he did it online, but only for people who owned his coin. He did it through the, uh, yes, he did it through the after party platform. And what after so, party does is it's kind of like clubhouse with video, right? And yep. you can gate it by saying only people who own your coin on BitCloud can come in, right? 
Yes. Uh, and you could set parameters. From what I understand, I have not used it personally, but from what I understand, um, you could say you have to own X amount of my coin to attend this event um, or X amount of my coin and pay this much to attend this event. And you're able to view the event um, through video and yep. you could pay extra to be in kind of the VIP uh, section, yep. which I think turns on your camera and spits you down in kind of the, the VIP uh, section of the video, yeah, 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 et cetera. Yeah. So um, he did a, he did an event there and he made a few thousand dollars. And another one that sticks out is Tropics. He's a DJ and he has um, probably a more significant following. He's very large on TikTok from what I understand. And he has his music on Spotify and he said that he had, I guess it was either selling an NFT where I, I can't remember exactly whether it was him hosting an after party event or selling an NFT and the revenue that came from it. He said, in order to make as much money that I've done with this one thing on Spotify, I would have uh, had to have over a million streams to make yeah. what I've made here. And that's with, BitCloud being so early and so small. So, you know, if you play that out, I, I think that, um, you know, it, it's, it's huge. Okay. I'm with you on that. I see that. I think we've got some, some, some traction here enough to make it exciting today and not to sit around going, just you wait one day, there'll be something here. It's worth our time. All right. But I am yeah. curious about what will end up happening. By the way, as we were talking about this, I went to see what my clout punk uh, is worth. I've decided that I'm not going to be an investor on the platform. I want to be a creator so that I understand mm -hmm. how this works for creators. And I've been thinking I should probably have an extra secret account just for investing so that I can keep yeah. that separate. This is the, what I want to see is where can creators make money with this? How can creators actually be more connected uh, to the people who care about their work and frankly get supported by the people who care about their work? So anyway, CloudPunk, I put in $100 just so I can get my CloudPunk. I could have taken my money out. I'm so glad that I didn't sell the coin after uh, after that because then because of NFTs, the coin shot up. My little $100 investment in there is now worth $425.41 because sure. I'm that's great because they're doing NFTs and I guess I, I'm getting a, a share of it. Is that how it works? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's I think it's twofold. And this is kind of the cool flywheel um, with this whole thing. One is every NFT they sell, depending on what they set that royalty, that's feeding back in and jumping the price. Two, because people are seeing that that's happening and they're selling for more and more, they're investing in the account to get some of those profits, which is also jumping the price. Um, so it is, uh, yeah, I, I think that this, this NFT release, which again, just happened about a week ago. So we're still in very early stages trying to yep. work out the kinks and figure out exactly what this is gonna be. Um, but I think it's going to be profound. Freaking A. All right. That is exciting. All right. So now back to Andrew. I have not been playing enough with this. There are people, I'm getting too precious about it. You know, I think at some point mm -hmm. my coin went up without me doing much. And I thought, well, then I've got to do stuff that's worth this, this, this care that people have in my coin. Right. I see that you're kind of wincing, almost like you're smelling <laughs> dirty garbage um, from that. And I am too. <laughs> I, I, I'm acknowledging it here just because I realized it in talking to you. That's why I like having these conversations. Yeah, I see some people who just take any piece of garbage and say, this is my first NFT. I'm just experimenting. Let's see what happens. And I, I admire that. I should just be doing something, right? And so one of the goals for this podcast is 
with each episode, I want to test something new and see what happens. I think it should be an NFT, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a, a great example. I think the first thing, just speaking to, to gaining traction on your account, um, the biggest issue with BitCloud as it stands today is discoverability, right? You can't, you can't find any, you can't find anything that you're not deliberately looking for. Um, if you're not, if someone's not following you or you don't land on a global feed, they're not going to see what you post unless they go to your account. Um, so because of that, the, the, I think the number one thing creators can do is just post more and more and comment on people's, um, uh, posts and follow and engage. If you hop on and, and write a post once a day, you know, just checking in or, or here's one thought. Yeah, maybe your 50 followers will see it, but um, th th there's, it's not, there's, it'll take a lot more for you to actually grow your account. Um, and I'm not speaking to you directly. I just mean in general, right? So you're saying, um, hey, look, Andrew, it doesn't have to be even minting an NFT as a follow-up to this uh, podcast episode. Why don't you just be more engaging, talk yeah. to people, publish more, get on a consistent schedule with that. Okay. I see. And, and I think, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I. I want to follow up though. Yeah, I was going to say it, it, it all kind of depends on what, what your goal is with the platform. There is a number of personas, right? Like a creator persona, um, an investor persona, like a project builder persona. Right. So um, you can, an NFT a test is a great test. And I think that is something you should do. But I think what's also beneficial is taking a step back and, and saying, what is my goal? Is my goal to increase followers, to increase my coin price, to make money? Um, what is it, right? And, and depending on exactly what you want to do, I think that there's different methods that you could take. Um, I would like yeah. to find something to create. Either it's software with someone else or, or uh, an NFT, again, with someone else. I don't want to do things on my own. I like having the, the team dynamic. Uh, to just do it until I find the thing that makes that lights me up on this platform. I feel there's something here. I don't know what it yeah. is. It can't be a podcast about it. The podcast is a means to an end. It can't be the end. So sure. I want to figure out what that could be. I like your idea of posting. It seems low risk. It seems easy enough. It seems like something I should do. I don't want low risk. I want, I want higher risk. I want more engagement, more uniqueness to this platform to fully understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think a good experiment would be maybe to do an NFT. Um, one, one thing that comes to mind is I, I think I remember in one of your previous episodes, you talked about a book yes. that you wrote. Is it out or is it coming out? It's coming out. So here's my idea for that. This would be a different experiment. Here's my idea. Say anyone who owns $20 of my coin by a certain date, I will, no matter where you are in the world, I will uh, mail you the book. So instead of buying the book, I'm going to say, just invest in my coin to get the book. What do you think of that? I know I'm going to lose money on that, but it feels like it's the start of an experiment to see if uh, there's a new way to interact with creators, a new way to buy. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that that's a good way. I, th I think a, a way that you could do it that might be a little bit easier and more seamless would be to do it as an NFT, right? Where you say you buy this NFT and then in the unlockable text, you just put a, like a, a code for the free book and free shipping um, if they purchase the NFT. Or um, 
you can have a lot of people have it where if you, the NFT is for coin holders only. So if you, if you own 0.5 of my coin or more, yes, you can purchase this NFT for $1. Um, okay. Oh, you do an NFT that's just for people who own your coin? That seems too many layers. Um, Even if you could, that seems like too many layers. You have to first. No, no, no. Yeah. It. Cur- currently it's yeah. manual. So, so you wouldn't no, be, I, people, people do it like a clout punk. They have a new um, NFT project called Grabbits, I think. Grabbits. Yep. That's it. And they have a clout punk where if you own 0.1% or 0.1 coin of Grabbits, you just bid the minimum bid on the clout punk and everyone receives it. Right. So they have to manually look back at the cap table, um, but it's just kind of a, an extra perk there. Okay. What do you think? No. I'm sensing that you don't like my idea of saying, if anyone owns $20 of my coin, they get the book, they could sell it the next day, but we pick a date. And if you own it, you get the book. What do you think of that? No, I, I, I like that idea. I, I think do. for me, um, you'll, you'll see a, a, you may see a fair amount of people buying it to receive the book and then selling right uh, just selling the coin. If you do the NFT, it's more of a transaction. Um, okay. But oh, I, see. I really like, okay. And I could do right? that just for the first owners of the, of the, of the NFT. Yeah. So say you have, you, you offer 20, uh, you set this, the quantity of the NFT to 20, right? So 20 people are able to, to purchase it and you set the minimum buy to $20, right? Um, and you say, okay, whoever purchases the 20 people that purchase this NFT, they get, the book for free and I'll write a signed message in each of them. Um, and then everyone else can yeah. trade that book afterwards, the, the book cover as an NFT, but only the first holders get to get the book in the mail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So in, in that, from that standpoint, the, it's sort of a different use case from the NFT um, where the, the resale value of this particular NFT we'll is down. probably not going to be super high because yeah. you don't receive the actual book, um, but it's more of the ticket, so to speak, right? Okay, right. And then what you're selling afterwards is a ticket stub, and it's cool that there's some value in the ticket stub, but it's okay if there isn't any right? because right. the book would have come out. All right, I like that. I, I don't like that I have to wait with that, though. I want to I, I try something sooner because that uh, we're almost done designing the cover for it. Um, oh, you know what? I, what's kind of interesting? Can you? No, you can't say if somebody has the NFT, then they get the digital version of the book because you can't take away the digital version from the from the previous owner when there's a new owner, right? You say you can't, or you can? can't. You can't, right? I can't say here's a book. No, here's the NFT of the book. When you buy it. There's unlockable text hidden to everyone but you, and then it'll give you a link where you can go and read the book. You can't do that because the next person will still have the, the next person gets the same link as you do, and you don't ever have to forfeit access to the book or the content. No, that's not going to work that way. It's Yeah, it, it would it just be based on the link. Yeah. All right. We're doing too much here. How about this? I think I just need to pick some, can I, I can't even make a, a podcast episode into an NFT, right? It should be art. I can't say. You can, you, can. Uh-huh. Um, you, you can make it where the, you, to purchase, you know, the unlockable text is the link to the podcast episode. 
and, and you could have it like an unlisted link, right? You can and do that. Gets that. Okay. That's one way you could do it. Um, you could do, I mean, we could, we could partner with some sort of NFT with bits today where, um, you know, maybe we highlight that this podcast in the issue and whoever purchases the NFT, um, they get early access to the issue and they get their name mentioned in the bits today article. Um, do something like that. Early access to the bits today issue. I meant the, to the podcast before it's released. Okay. okay. The early access to the issue would be hard because like we, we do it that day. Yeah, no, no, I get that. I, I don't love it. We haven't, let's stick with this because I think we're getting close here. What mm-hmm. I was thinking, I, I like what you're doing. You're saying, let's publish it. And then anyone who buys the NFT of it gets automatic. I want to publish faster. I, I've been getting too slow with publishing these episodes. I want to record today yeah. and schedule it to go out tomorrow. I wonder if there's anyone listening going, damn it, you two, I've got a better idea here. You're not, you're not sure. able to listen to me, right? Yeah, I want to hear yeah, what that, that is. Happens. Okay, I have an idea. Special cover of the podcast episode. If you get that NFT, so I'll have a special cover made just for this episode. If you purchase it, you get, of course, to listen to the episode. And is there something that we could add on to it that we wouldn't talk about anywhere else? So that this, the episode ends right here, but only people who own the NFT get to hear the last bit of it. What would they get to, what would they need to hear? Yes. Yeah, we could do. Like, give me secret um, information. Did somebody invest in bits today? There's, uh, did somebody say something whacked out to you that you couldn't even publish, but maybe if it's just for the NFT, we could, we could release. Man. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, that's so tough though. Uh, like I'm like off the cuff, nothing comes to mind. What if we do this? What if we do like a, I don't know, maybe like a, a, a follow-up um, call or telegram chat where, where the two of us and the NFT owners are included in it. Um okay like a Q and a or, um, man. Okay. We make, all right, let's keep it simple with We're all in an experimental zone. It's not like people are yeah. investing their life savings in this. They're just here to experiment yeah. and see, does this make sense? How about we make a special cover? Is this too crazy to, to bother making a special cover? Maybe that's even too, too much of a, I don't know. I kind of like the design, the idea of designing something. Sure. I had this baseball card NFT experiment that I did back when I wanted to test o- OpenSea. How about if I just make a baseball card of you? Okay. Right? Or, yeah, baseball card of you. And people can just buy that baseball card. There's no addition. It's just a baseball card as an experiment. What do you think of that? It'll take me a Let's few days it. to get that done. All right. Give me, give me a few things that are just unique to you, and I'll make sure to add them into the, into the card. So what's right your, uh, yeah, what's, what are you specially into? What do you love to do the way that I love running? Um, definitely not running. Uh, so you could put no that I hate running. running. For me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am huge on hot wings. I love hot wings. Hot wings. Uh, okay. Yep. I'm, I'm an am- amateur foodie. I feel like. Okay. 
Um, let's see. I'm really, um, really, really spend too much time in doing fantasy football. Okay. Um, in fact, I'm in a fantasy football league with Nigel Eccles and, um, <laughs> and a number of other, um, people on the platform. Okay. Um, there's a couple and let's see, okay. I have a guilty pleasure, Seven Eleven donuts. Seven Eleven donuts. Guilty. What'd you make your first yep. dollar on? My first dollar? Yes. What'd you sell? Um, candy? Yes. What it was, was the, my, the first. No, no, no. It was, uh, it was soda. And it was, I, I accidentally stole a bunch of soda when I was in middle school. Okay. Um, I found a vending machine. This is so funny. I found a vending machine that someone had restocked and hadn't closed all the way. <laughs> and I saw, and I thought, oh, free soda. So I dumped out my books. I put, put the soda in my bag and then filled my locker with it. And we're sending them, selling them for a dollar without realizing, you know, at the time that like, I'm, this is stealing. Right. So that's how I made. What was it? Soda, dollar. Coke, Pepsi, that type of thing. Yeah, it was, uh. It was squirt and brisk squirt. raspberry tea. Uh, I remember brisk. Yep. Yep. Okay. So yeah, go ahead and do that. I, I like that idea. I'm curious to see what happens. And are you going to do just one or is it going to be like multiple? I'm, I, it's going to cost me $500 to get the, the designer that I like to do this. Something like that. It's worth it though. I think, um, I'll just have, I think I'll just sell one of one. I, I don't know okay. that I love the idea of more. What do you think? Should we do five? One seems like it's enough. Yeah. I mean, we'll one, um, after, but what yeah, are your thoughts on yeah. it? What are your thoughts on it? Let me hear you under, I I'd probably do. I'd probably do one of one. And what we could do is whoever, whoever wins the NFT, I'll give them five diamonds as well, which is okay. like $50 worth of my coin. Oh, killer. All right. So we got a thing that we're going to do afterwards. Andrew's finally going to get to test NFTs and we're going to do it with the very first baseball card based on yep. Andrew Gibson, ASG. Um, and I'll learn how it works. This is killer. All right. I'm going to release this before this whole experiment happens because okay. number one, I'm trying to get faster. I got a little too, uh, too much into editing on this podcast. I thought this is a brand new podcast. Let's really yeah. learn the new tools. Let's see what I'm getting excited about. And I got excited about Descript and started to edit the hell out of these freaking interviews. And I made people sure. sound really good, but it also took like two weeks for the interviews to come out. So when the founder of BitHunt told me about what was coming onto his platform, I basically had to edit it out because by the time I finished editing, it had already been out. It's old news. Yeah. So I'm not going to get that way. I'm going to publish this. People who are listening right now will be able to give us feedback on what they think about this uh, NFT and give us some ideas, give me specifically some ideas of how I should be doing this. And then we're going to go with it. Anyone who decides that they want to buy this NFT will get the NFT, of course, and they're going to get, um, they're going to get five diamonds from Andrew, Andrew Gibson. This is killer. All right. I'm going right away to the designer and telling them to get started. It's going to take them a few days, but we'll do it. Awesome. Sounds good. I'm excited. Freaking A. All right. Anyone out there who's listening, please find a way to contact me. Yes, of course, you can contact me on BitClout. I'm Andrew Warner there. I'm also on Twitter, Andrew Warner. And I know that there are a lot of people who are listening who've never been on, any, on uh, BitClout and don't really especially like Twitter, but you're, you're clout curious. 
Here's my email address. It's andrew at mixergy.com. A-N-D-R-E-W at M-I-X-E-R-G-Y.com. Just let me know what you think or say, hey, hi, Andrew, I'm listening. I, uh, I'm getting kind of frustrated that I'm not engaging enough in the audience because, dude, I feed off of people. I love talking to people. I'm not someone mm -hmm. who likes to just sit here and, and be on my own. And um, and I haven't been reaching out to the people who are listening and I want to hear from them. So there we go. Andrew at Mixergy.com and all the other platforms. Thank you, Andrew Gibson, for doing this interview. Thank you. Congrats on Bits today. Bye, everyone.